Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Russian President Vladimir Putin called the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance, quote, objective and irreversible during the recent BRICS summit in South Africa as Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa formally agreed to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. It's the first shoe to drop. As demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar also weakens. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Monica to 989-898 for your free info kit on gold. Thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews, you can count on Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning an existing IRA or 401k into an IRA in gold. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, digital currency, and central banks, arm yourself with information on how to protect your savings. Just text MONICA to 989-898 to claim your free info kit from Birch Gold Group right now. Hey guys, I'm Monica Crowley, and this is the Monica Crowley Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Tuesday. We have just kicked off a brand new week in Biden's America. Let's pray that we can get to the end. This is your go-to for a hot liberty, a safe space for all of us thought criminals, independent thinkers, and happy warriors. Don't forget to check me out on social media, Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore. There's a great picture I just posted of the triumvirate, me, Laura Ingram, and Kellyanne Conway. This picture is so good. Check it out on my Instagram at Monica Crowley underscore. I'm also on Twitter and True Social at Monica Crowley. I'm also available by email at Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. Again, that's Monica Crowley Podcast at gmail.com. All right, we've got some blockbuster shows coming up. Blockbuster shows for you coming up here on the Monica Crowley Podcast. Later this week, we're going to talk to Judge Janine Pirro about the weaponization of our government, and in particular, the DOJ and FBI. As you know, she is a judge. Uh, She was also a longtime district attorney in the state of New York. She's dealt with the DOJ. She has dealt with the FBI for many, many, many years, and she has some strong things to say about what has happened here to some of our most fearsome government agencies, as well as what to do about it. She's got a brand new book out called Crimes Against America, where she lays it out as an indictment. It's a really powerful piece of work. So she is going to be here joining us on 
Thursday. And speaking of indictments, coming up here in the next week or two, we're going to talk to Frank Gaffney, who has written a book called The Indictment, in which he lays out an indictment of the Chinese Communist Party, the CCP. So if you notice here, whether it's Janine or Frank, if you notice, we've got a lot of people who are identifying what is happening to this country as crimes, crimes against the United States, crimes against the American people by enemies, both foreign and domestic. And as I always say, guys, our foreign enemies, we know how to deal with them. If we get the right leadership in the White House and Congress, etc., we know how to deal with foreign threats. We have dealt with them throughout our entire national life. But the enemies within, mm, that's a whole other ball of wax. We don't really know how to deal with them because they're our fellow Americans. So they're protected by the same range of rights and constitutional protections that we're all protected by. If you're an Iranian national, you're the Iranian regime, you're Al-Qaeda, you're ISIS, uh, you're North Korea, you're not bound by American law. So you can target us, and if we had proper leadership, we would issue a retaliatory response that would be crushing, not under this president, of course, but under a real president, there would be a retaliatory strike against the United States. There are no rights that they're afforded. Your right is to meet the end of a cruise missile. But our fellow Americans targeting us, they're protected by the same rights that we are. And they have leveraged our legal system, all of our institutions, our culture, everything against us in their single-minded mission to, in Obama's phrase, fundamentally transform the nation. All of this, all roads lead to Barack Obama, guys, including the sexualization of children. Nobody talks about this. Nobody talks about Obama, period. We spoke to Miranda Devine last week. That was last Thursday's show. If you haven't already heard it, go back and listen to that show. It was really, really outstanding. And Miranda Devine and I were talking about how Barack Obama just skates gets away with bloody murder because nobody wants to attack the first black president. He laid the groundwork for all of this. All of it. And of course, Mrs. Clinton was supposed to get elected in 2016 and serve for eight years and lock it all in. Doing America's part to advance the Great Reset globally. That's what was supposed to happen. And then the interloper, Donald Trump, came on the scene and upset the entire apple cart and set them back for four years. This is why Joe Biden is moving so fast in so many directions. He's a puppet, but he's a puppet for the globalists. He's a puppet for Barack and Michelle Obama. He's a puppet for Mrs. Clinton. He's a puppet for Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. He's a puppet for Tedros over at the World Health Organization. He is just a puppet for all of these globalist interests trying to destroy the country in order to get us to a one-world government. Straight up. Straight up. So this is why we have all of these crimes happening. Again, we know how to deal with foreign criminals and regimes and terrorist organizations. That assumes, once again, we get a president who actually puts America first and is not selling out to our worst enemies. But we do know how to deal with foreign enemies. 
The enemy within is a whole other ballgame. So coming up here on this podcast, we're going to talk to, again, Janine Pirro about the enemy within. We're going to talk to Frank Gaffney about the enemy without uh, the CCP. And also next week, we've got July 4th coming up. We're going to speak to the extraordinary actor Jim Caviezel, who played Jesus Christ in Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. He is an extraordinary man on top of being just an incredible talent. He's a man of faith. He's a man of God. um, And he's still of Hollywood, but he's gearing his talents now to doing really important social work on screen. And he's got a new movie coming next Tuesday, July 4th, called Sound of Freedom about child sex trafficking around the world and the kind of child exploitation and abuse that we all need to be made well aware of because you want to talk about the spiritual war? It's not just political, obviously. It is in terms of the abuse, the murder, the rapes of children. And so he's going to be here, and that is going to be an incredible conversation. Also next week, we're going to talk to Carrie Lake. My friend Carrie Lake is going to be back here next week as well. So you're going to want to be here for big shows coming up here on the Monica Crowley Podcast. Make sure you tell everybody you know, friends, family, colleagues, everybody should be listening to the Monica Crowley Podcast. Later today, we're going to talk to the one and only James O'Keefe of, well, used to be Project Veritas until they ran him out of the organization that he founded. And now he's founded something else called OMG. O'Keefe Media Group, OMG, one of the best names of all time. He's going to be here because he's got a brand new expose on BlackRock. If you don't know about BlackRock, if you don't know about Larry Fink and ESG and DEI, well, you're gonna. And you know, over the last couple of days, Larry Fink has put some distance between himself and BlackRock over ESG, Environmental Social Governance. DEI, diversity, equity, inclusion, corporate equity scores, all of this crap that is putting social justice and wokeness ahead of corporations and their business and their shareholders and their customers and their bottom lines. He's now, Larry Fink has come out just in the last couple of days and said, oh yeah, well, ESG has gotten a bad rap and it's not what you think it is and all this nonsense. That is a direct result of what James O'Keefe and OMG did over the last week. The the videos that they have released uh, getting deep inside BlackRock, we're going to bring you that. James O'Keefe is going to bring you that coming up here in just a couple of minutes. So sit tight for that. But first... The Monica Memo, a tale of two presidents and a tale of two cell phones. So last night, CNN released the audio and the transcript of this conversation that's apparently central to Jack Smith, the classified document special counsel. Apparently, this is all critical to his case against President Trump. And the audio is a little shaky, and you really have to kind of see it on the screen with a running transcript. But suffice it to say that the critical part of this transcript is Trump is apparently in his office, and he's talking to a staffer, and he uh, flags a document that apparently came from the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, uh, Milley, when he was president, 
laying out a roadmap for an attack, a war on Iran. Okay, so Milley and the Joint Chiefs were presenting Donald Trump, then president, with a war plan on Iran. So they were trying to push President Trump into really starting World War III. I mean, there are ways of stopping the Iranian nuclear program without going full war, a land invasion, naval assault, air assault, you name it. Everything was in this document, apparently. And they thought that Donald Trump was such a rube that he might just fall for it. I guess they weren't paying attention to when he was actually president and he ran on getting America out of wars, bringing our soldiers home using other tools in our arsenal, like economic sanctions, to squeeze our worst enemies. Not that President Trump wouldn't use force if he were backed in a corner and America was hit and a lot of Americans died. Absolutely, he would. But that's not where his first instinct was, and that's another reason why they need to destroy him. Because Trump is a peacemaker, and peacemakers are not allowed to exist in the highest echelons of power in the U.S. because the military-industrial complex and our compromised leaders can't enrich themselves with a peacemaker as president. Peace is not profitable, but war is. So General Milley came to him with this war plan against Iran, not targeted strikes on nuclear facilities. No, no, no. This is like a full-on ground assault, get bogged down with the Islamic theocracy in Tehran. So, of course, Trump said, this is totally absurd. I am not doing this. I am not starting this war. Bring me alternatives on the Iran nuclear program. But no, we are not doing this craziness. Another reason why they had to get him. So Milley left. He went back to the Pentagon and was like, well, boys, we're going to have to roll up our sleeves and get our colleagues over at the CIA and the FBI and the DOJ involved. So CNN puts up this transcript and in, in the audio, Trump waves the war plan document and he says something like, uh, look at this. This is crazy. Milley brought me this document. As president, I could have declassified it. Now I can't. And then he says, you know, it's highly confidential, etc. Now, you have been observing Donald Trump, well, in some cases for decades, but certainly as president for the last eight years as a candidate, as president, now as a candidate again. And we know that Donald Trump, for all of his strengths, and he has many, But he is not William Shakespeare when it comes to articulating a point. I love the man. He communicates in a very unique and powerful way. But sometimes his brain gets ahead of his mouth and he says things in in artful kind of ways. For example, I'll give you an example. Last week, his interview with Brett Baer. During the course of that interview, he was talking about how he delivered a booming economy in his first term and how he's going to do that again in his second term. And in the course of that, he said something like um, he was going through his economic record and his pro-growth economic agenda, and he was talking about the Trump tax cuts, which helped to generate this huge boom in the economy. And he said, well, in a second term, we do more taxes, 
Okay, so you see what I'm saying? Obviously, Donald Trump meant we would do more on taxes. We would do more tax cuts for the middle class, the working class, etc. That's what he meant. But he often talks in shorthand because his brain is moving so fast that the mouth is not uh, connected sometimes, right? And this gets him in trouble so much, you guys, so much. We all try to be, or at least I try to be precise with my language when I'm on TV or I'm on radio or I'm doing this podcast. Not always, not always, obviously, we're human beings. But, you know, Trump is... He's so smart about what he's talking about, and he's, so, he's got these huge visions for the country, bringing America back, and he's such an engaging personality and so charismatic and such an entertainer, but sometimes all of those things get in the way of a clear point. So as he's holding this document and he says, well, I I could have declassified this as president, but now I can't. What he was trying to say here, he was trying to say, look, the document is declassified because he said it was declassified as president. This is his argument. So when he's standing later at Mar-a-Lago in his office and he's saying, I could have declassified this as president. What he was saying is, while I was president, I had the power to declassify this and everything else. Now I can't because I'm out of office. But he wasn't saying he didn't declassify that document. Okay, so this is about Trump and his use of language and the way he speaks. And they're trying to make a criminal case out of that because, again, they're not going to be happy until the man is in prison as I was the first one to say back in March of 2017. So this is the crux of their case. And of course, CNN going wild with this last night. They put up the the audio, etc. I want to talk before we hit a quick break here. I want to talk about cell phone use. Because on the other side of the break, we're going to talk about Joe Biden and a cell phone. But in this case, there was someone in Donald Trump's immediate vicinity in his office in Mar-a-Lago who was rolling tape, had a cell phone out, and was recording him. Who? I have no idea. I don't know. Was there a reporter in the room when he was talking to the staffer? Again, I, I don't know the origins of this uh, tape. But what I will say is, when you go in to speak to a sitting president or a former president, Secret Service and their offices make you remove all recording devices, phones, tape recorders, whatever you might be carrying into that area with you. They make you take it out, they put it in a secure location, and then you go and speak to the president. This has happened to me at Mar-a-Lago. They take my phone. So when I go in to talk to President Trump, I don't have my phone. I can't record him. So the big question here is who recorded and how did they get that recording device in there? Was it a reporter who already had a a pre-arranged interview with him and was recording him anyway? I, I don't know. I'd love to hear the details of this. 
But in any case, the reason that they're doing all of this, I mean, obviously they want the man in prison, but the reason you heard about this transcript of Trump's yesterday, the reason uh, Jack Smith is making more noises this week is because they are trying to distract you from the actual presidential scandal, which is Joe Biden. The most corrupt president we have ever had, and it's not even close. Let's hit a quick break. When we come back, we're going to take that apart. Plus, we've got James O'Keefe. Sit tight. Okay, everybody, listen up. We all want to be healthier, right? Well, to get there, we have to have a healthier diet, which is not always easy to do. I can attest to that. You know, that shredded lettuce in a double-double and the fruit filling in a donut are amazing, but they do not count toward the recommended five servings of fruits and vegetables a day. Sorry to be the one to break it to you, but they don't. I don't always eat healthy either, but I will share that the Mayo Clinic says if you want to help prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and cholesterol, eat five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. I don't, and you probably won't. That's why I take Field of Greens. Unlike other supplements, each fruit and each vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected by doctors to support your vital organs, like the heart, lungs, kidneys, and the immune system. Flu season is here, and I trust Field of Greens to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens works fast and tastes so good. It's really delicious, guys, and you'll feel better with more energy and you'll notice your skin, hair, and nails will look healthier too. I certainly noticed that in me since I started taking Field of Greens. If you don't always eat right and exercise, join me and take Field of Greens. Let me get you started with 15% off your first order. Visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code MONICA. That's promo code MONICA at fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. So the propaganda press in this country thinks you're stupid. The left thinks you're stupid. They all want you to fall for the shiny objects that they throw out there, whether it's a submersible that they knew blew up four days prior, but had you hanging. And by the way, had the families hanging. The wife of the uh, man who was on the submersible with his son came out the other day and said, you know, for all four days, she was holding out hope. She was just thinking, well, they're going to come to the surface. The Navy knew, U.S. government knew, people knew that on day one, this thing had imploded and they were all dead. How cruel of the system to keep these families hanging in false hope for four days when they knew the truth. These people are disgusting and they're evil. But this submersible story that they could drag out for four days was a very useful device for them. Shiny object. So you're not paying attention to the fact that House Oversight Chairman James Comer is talking now about how the Bidens apparently got upwards of $30 million in ill-gotten gains from some of our worst enemies, the Chinese Communist Party, the corrupt regime in Ukraine, God knows who else. And that now there's actual documentation of this corruption. Straight up textbook bribery. 
real, actual documentary evidence that they are using to build a case against Joe Biden and his family. An impeachment case against Joe Biden. A criminal case, perhaps, when he leaves office. So, while all of this is going on, they're trying to distract you with submersibles, they're distracting you with uh, Donald Trump and a transcript, They want you focused over there so you're not focused over here. The actual crimes that are being committed and have been committed are not by President Trump, but they are by the sitting president in a far more dangerous situation. Donald Trump talking about an old document with an old war plan on Iran that never came to pass. By the way, Trump stopped World War III. He stopped going to war with Iran, and we should be thankful for that. But instead, they're like, oh, look at Trump. Oh, violating classified documents and waving things around because they don't want you focused on the actual scandal. They don't want you talking about the sitting president who is an absolute Manchurian candidate and Manchurian president, literally because he is owned by the CCP. We talked about the cell phone that was apparently in use to get this Trump recording. Well, let's talk about the cell phone that actually matters. We heard from Peter Schweitzer on Maria Bartiromo's show on Sunday, breaking news, that apparently Joe Biden had a secret private cell phone when he was vice president, paid for by Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden's firm, Rosemont Seneca. Nobody apparently knew about this secret cell phone, but apparently it was used to conduct international business transactions while he was vice president out of the view of the government of his boss, President Obama, out of view of the press and the American people. He was using a personal cell phone to close deals with the likes of the Chinese Communist Party, CCP-related entities, Ukrainians, Romanians, and who knows else. He was using a private cell phone that no one knew about. If this sounds familiar, it should, because Mrs. Clinton, as Secretary of State, had a private server in her bathroom or basement, or closet, or wherever the hell it was. She had a private server to keep it away from the prying eyes of archivists and the government records uh, statute where you're supposed to archive everything when you're in the government. I mean, we were all made aware of that when we entered the federal government, especially at this level. I had to go through, I can't tell you how many briefings with the FBI, with Treasury ethics, you had to, you couldn't delete anything, everything had to be archived. I mean, the rules are intense, except if you're a Democrat, except if you're a globalist nightmare and a deep state monster like Mrs. Clinton and Joe Biden. Then private cell phones, secret servers, who cares? And of course, you know, when all of this came out, Mrs. Clinton deleted over 30,000 emails. She was smashing her devices to bits with a hammer, all of it. No obstruction charges there. But Donald Trump sneezes the wrong way and there's obstruction of justice, right? Look, Democrats are using secret devices, secret servers, secret cell phones, and, and there are no consequences. In this case, Joe Biden apparently using this secret cell phone paid for by Hunter to carry out 
his corrupt business deals. Tens and tens of millions of dollars. Those are some transcripts I'd like to see, wouldn't you? Over the last couple of days, we've also heard about a text from Hunter to his Chinese associate where it's basically a shakedown text. He said, I'm here with my father. We're still waiting on this money. I'll be here with my father for the next few hours. Get back to us or else. Again, his father at the time, Joe Biden, was vice president of the United States with access to all kinds of information and the ability to engage in retribution if the Bidens did not get this money. Joe Biden, as vice president, had the power and the authority to change American policy and to target certain foreign nationals if they didn't cough up the dough. So this text was a clear shakedown. And then a photograph emerged of Hunter Biden in his father's Corvette, where apparently the classified documents were shoved into the trunk and the glove compartment. He's in that vet on the very same day that he sent this text to the Chinese business associate, shaking them down. So yes, he was with his father. He was at his father's home, sitting in his father's car, where the classified documents were all around. This is absolutely beyond belief. But they want you focused on Donald Trump doing nothing wrong. We just caught Joe Biden and Hunter Biden red-handed using bribery, extortion, shakedown methods, intimidation, and basically committing treason. And Biden's Department of Justice is, oh, quick, illegally leak something about Donald Trump. Look over here. On top of it, the DOJ under Merrick Garland, the most corrupt, radical, political attorney general we have ever had, has been covering up for Joe and Hunter Biden this entire time. And now it's right out in the open where Merrick Garland, he blocked the Delaware uh, U.S. attorney there from bringing charges from wherever he wanted. And Merrick Garland told Congress, oh, This guy, David Weiss, this U.S. attorney in Delaware, he has every right to do whatever he wants, follow the facts, wherever they take him. He's got a free hand, no interference from me or the DOJ. Liar! He lied to Congress. That's perjury right there. And that should be prosecuted. And now, you know, the GOP, now that all of this is is beginning to come out, about how Merrick Garland lied to Congress, committed perjury, obstructed justice, obstructed these investigations, all of it going right up, not just to Merrick Garland, but his number two, Lisa Monaco, who came right out of the Obama team. I'm telling you, this is Obama's third term. Joe Biden is just the puppet for this entire Obama crew. Well, now the Republicans want to call six witnesses who say, that Merrick Garland lied about the DOJ not interfering in this case. It's about time. And Speaker McCarthy also came forward in the last couple of days and said, if these IRS whistleblowers claiming all of this obstruction of the tax case, and now you've got uh, whistleblowers coming forward on the obstruction by DOJ, by Merrick Garland, Lisa Monaco, and the rest to intervene on, on all of this, 
McCarthy now says, if we have evidence of this and we're building a case, then we're going to move on an impeachment inquiry of Merrick Garland. Great. One caveat, it can't just be accountability kabuki theater. This has to be a real investigation with teeth and subpoena power. You got to haul Garland's ass right in front of you, ask him the hard questions, piece together the case, and then if and when you do have a case, you have to impeach him. And it may go nowhere in the Senate, but that's, that's really not the point at this point. You've got to impeach the Attorney General. What he is doing here is absolutely, crim- literally criminal. You've got the top two law enforcement guys in the country, Joe Biden and Merrick Garland. Top two law enforcement guys in America breaking laws across the board and shoving it in our faces. So impeachment number one should be Merrick Garland. Impeachment number two should be Joe Biden. You don't want to jump the gun. You want to make sure that all of your ducks are lined up. Democrats don't need to do that. They impeach Donald Trump with not a shred of evidence, shooting from the hip. They don't care. But they don't have to care because they've got the protection of these corrupt institutions and the propaganda press. It doesn't matter. But our side, we got to go the extra mile and make sure our case is airtight. So I get not wanting to do it now. Jumping the gun, I get you want to build the case. And they are doing that. Thank goodness. Okay? And so they're going to move ahead. I'm fairly confident of that. And not a moment too soon. This country is being torn to shreds. We are drowning in the corruption. And it needs to end. Speaking of corruption, we're going to turn our attention to BlackRock and the immense secret hidden power that this organization, this company, BlackRock, has over you and your daily lives. Well, the great James O'Keefe blew the lid off of it to the point where BlackRock's very powerful CEO, Larry Fink, took a step back over the last couple of days from DEI and ESG and corporate equity indexes and all the stuff that he has forced on America's great companies in order to hobble them and advance the Great Reset and this destructive wokeness. That stemmed from what James O'Keefe and his team at OMG did over the last few days. He is going to join us here in just a second. First, so guys, I want to take a moment to welcome our fantastic new sponsor, AMAC. With well over 2 million freedom-loving members, AMAC is a voice for conservatives that cannot be ignored. Not only do you get incredible advocacy, but you also get exclusive discounts and savings on products and services that you use every day. Can't beat that. And now for a limited time, get a two-year AMAC membership for the price of one. That's $16 for two years. You know, our rights and constitutional protections are under attack every day by extreme leftists. But many patriots are bravely standing up to the left to preserve our constitutional republic. Joining AMAC, the Association of Mature American Citizens, is an easy way for you to stand beside them. This community is so important, and it's so important for you to know that you're not alone. So stand in solidarity with me and over 2 million other patriots by joining AMAC today. AMAC, A-M-A-C, it's the Association of Mature American Citizens. Join them today at amac.us forward slash Monica. Again, that's amac.us 
forward slash Monica. We're coming right back. Well, I'm so thrilled to welcome back to the show a true hero of the Republic, the OG of citizen reporting, the founder and former CEO of Project Veritas, and now the founder and CEO of the O'Keefe Media Group, or OMG for short, which is the best acronym of all time. And you can find OMG on the web at O'KeefeMediaGroup.com and also on Twitter at O'Keefe Media, the great James O'Keefe. James, it is so good to have you back. Hey, Monica, it's great to talk to you again. Well, it's always nice to have you here because, as I said, you are a true hero doing the heavy lifting and investigative reporting that our propaganda press will not do. And you have been doing this now for years. So you're an absolute legend. And I'm so honored to call you my friend. Well, we've known each other for a long time. We've seen each other in New York City about a decade ago. And there's so much to say here in this short time we have, but you know, I think resilience and keep going, persevering in, in the sort of work that I do has been critical. And uh, it, I, I think that you, 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 we're now going after the most powerful people in the world, uh, whether it's exposing the FBI, Pfizer, now BlackRock and Vanguard. So we, we, we just, you know, my, my old mentor, Andrew Breitbart used to say, punch up, so to speak, is something that I've, I'm doing here and, and it's terrifying, but it's, it's rewarding work. And I have a great little team around me now that and we're, we're, we're trudging forward. I first met you when we were both kids, James, as you will probably remember. And uh, I guess we still are in many ways. Um, but you are, you're a force of nature and you are exposing the world's most powerful entities and people doing very dark and evil things. And so we all pray for your protection. And I hope that you take proper precautions because this is a very dangerous world. All right, let's start with this absolutely blockbuster story that you guys at OMG just released on investment behemoth BlackRock. Now, before we get into the actual uh, undercover video and what was exposed, please just very briefly. Tell us exactly how powerful BlackRock really is. Well, it's funny. Let me give you an anecdote about how powerful BlackRock is. Google appears to be heavily suppressing the BlackRock story. It doesn't show up until page three. Oh, my God. Even though it's got 250,000 tweets on Twitter and is trending, um, the most popular tweets about the popular in quotes about BlackRock are from days ago. Even though the story is that the video has gotten tens of millions of views, it's become a phenomenon. BlackRock is listed as Google's second largest institutional shareholder. BlackRock owns 420,000 shares in Google at a value of 51 billion. So, mm. I mean, this is how powerful this company is, um, or for rather, 44.5 billion, actually. And, and they also own large equity stakes in, in companies like Pfizer and Fox. In fact, if you compare um, the amount of shares owned, it, it, it almost mirrors each other. I actually put that in the video. It's, it's mind-boggling. To quote this uh, uh, employee, Serge Varley, the recruiter that we, we did the video into, um, he says they run the world. 
He says they they have assets under management between 10 and 20 trillion, that these are incomprehensible numbers, he says. And he says, quote, most normal people don't give a SHIT uh, because it's, quote, beyond them. So they kind of rely upon the people, sort of the sheep ignorance to how powerful these companies are. Yeah, I mean, when someone, if they're even aware of BlackRock, and most people just aren't, but if they are, they just think of it as this massive entity with massive amounts of resources under management and at their their fingertips to influence things. But then they sort of go on with their day, but their day, every minute of their day is being influenced by this massive, powerful company. And this is what your expose here is a long overdue exposure of BlackRock's evil. Um, So let's get into it because BlackRock, for everybody who's just learning what it is, BlackRock, because they're so powerful, they're the ones driving ESG, DEI, corporate equity scores. They're not the only ones. James mentioned Vanguard and there are others, but since they are the biggest, they are the most powerful and they can extort companies and other social entities to do their social justice bidding. Am I right? Well said. I don't know if I could summarize it any better. ESG, um, it, it's sort of an equality index score that's assigned to, uh, you know, to, to, to things and BlackRock can afford it because they own everything. It's like one of the right. things that was pointed out to me is, um, people say, well, what about the 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 cost of the bottom line when Bud Light uh, you know costs them billions of dollars? Well, they own they also have a major major stake in other companies like Heineken. So so it it's a drop in the bucket we've heard in our undercover reporting. it's a, it's a drop in the bucket for them. and that we still are trying to figure out who's behind those scores. What's the driving force of it? The CEO, of BlackRock, Larry Fink saying he aims to control people's behaviors. But in this video, you see this employee, Serge Varley, say so clearly, it, it almost it almost watches like a like a as if I was a Saturday Night Live writer lampooning what a BlackRock executive <laughs> would say. Because yeah. we, we, you know, we 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 run the world. Um, you know, he says all these things about war. Ukraine war is quote good for our effing business. He said. The price of grain goes up when Ukraine gets bombed. These are his words. So we can trade off the volatility of that stock and make money. It's really good when, you know, when when things go wrong. It reminds me of the quote we got, same undercover reporter, by the way, got a quote by Charlie Chester saying, it's it's good when people die, you know, because you know, those it's good for ratings. It, it, it's just a total lack of introspection. It's there's no morality, there's no integrity. It's 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 dark, and this guy is actually they they actually I actually went walking in a graveyard as they were talking together. So he talks about domination. Um, he talks about buying off senators for ten thousand dollars. He says, "quote It doesn't matter who wins; they're in my pocket." So this is the guy that is involved in hiring. He's involved in bringing in a lot of the finance people. I, I know they're going to say he's just one guy or he's a low level guy. They always say that to me. And then I say, well, let's release more and more and more. Let's let's go after more and more individuals in the company. So this is an ongoing story. Oftentimes we break a video and then we get more information and we kind of whipsaw other people to come out of the woodwork. So I see this as as waking people up, Monica. And um, many people are, in fact, you know, don't know what's going on at these companies, have never heard of this. But but now you know it. And 
It's an ongoing investigation. This little chat that one of your undercover agents had with this BlackRock recruiter really um, is, is stunning because it reads like a Hollywood script, right? Like on our side, James, we're always accused of being conspiracy theorists. Oh, you, you're off the wall, you're crazy. People couldn't be that coordinated. The world doesn't have these kinds of villains to the extent that you're all saying. And yet time and again, you catch people on tape from these massive institutions like Pfizer um, and now BlackRock who are, and, and this conversation is, it does read like a script. I mean, this guy is basically saying, and there's a quote here, uh, from the recruiter at BlackRock who says, we quote, decide people's fate. So what, what exactly does that mean? What did he mean by that? What does BlackRock do to decide your fate and my fate? They, they have, well, he means it, I think, in two ways. First of all, he literally is the recruiter at BlackRock. So he decides people being involved in a company, which in his words, runs the world. And because BlackRock owns such large percentages in these different companies. It, it has such an influence, as he describes it, over everything. By the way, just drawing your viewers, yeah, BlackRock actually owns large stakes in media corporations. Um, and, and, and not not too dissimilar from, from Pfizer. I mean, Pfizer, uh, which is the last major bombshell that I was involved in releasing, um, uh, has contributes most of the funding to media companies through their advertising revenues. So, so Surge says that... Um, uh, you know, because BlackRock is one of the largest asset management companies, um, it's easier for BlackRock to get away with these things when, quote, people are not thinking about it. That $20 trillion worldwide is what he says. It's incomprehensible numbers. $9.5 trillion of assets under management, larger than all the GDPs of all countries of the globe except for the U.S. and China, he says. He says you can take this big, again, I'm quoting him, big F ton of money and buy people. And it's, it's about controlling the wallet of the president. You buy your candidates. $10,000 can, he says, influence a senator to the point where you buy them, you own them, and he can give you half a million dollars right now. It doesn't matter who wins. They're all in my pocket. So what I see this as a non-political statement, it's not a partisan statement. It's just the consolidation of power. Um, and it's all done because nobody knows that they're doing it. People are too stupid, he says. Uh, the, the sheep out there, uh, ignorant, stupid, in his words, um, they don't know. They're, they're normies. Normal people don't give a SHIT about these harsh realities because it's be beyond their understanding. I think that's changing, though, with this investigation, with the rise of people like Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who is a Democrat. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot of overlaps between the left and the right when it comes to a story like this. And, and I think that the turning point is actually occurring. So this man... Uh, while he's while he's saying what he believes to be true, I don't think that what he's saying is true when it comes to people being asleep. I think people are waking up to what he's what what they're doing. I do too, and it's in large part thanks to you and this investigation and others that you've been doing. All right, James, I'm going to ask you to please stand by. Much more with James O'Keefe straight ahead. And we're back with James O'Keefe of O'Keefe Media Group. So when, when this BlackRock guy says on tape, you got 10 grand, you can buy a senator. How many, James, how many of our so-called leaders on both sides of the aisle 
compromised by BlackRock. We've all focused on the CCP and their elite capture, and that's been very successful in capturing our elites, including government elites. But when it comes to BlackRock, what percentage, can you put a number on it of how many our leaders are actually not doing the people's business because they're beholden to BlackRock? Uh, we, we actually, you know, one, one of my follow-ups was, which you'll see tonight when I sat, I sat down with this guy, um, like I ordinarily do, uh, like Chris Hansen to catch a predator. And I, and I said, what, what senators have you bought? So you'll have to, you'll have to see, stay tuned to see that, that statement. I think it's very, um, I think it's very terrifying for people who, speaking for myself, who don't want to be controlled. It's a very difficult thing in our modern world to be truly independent, meaning um, you, no one tells me what to do. And that, that's a big threat to a lot of people out there. It's actually a big, big threat to a lot of people that you wouldn't think it's a threat to because that's the biggest, the biggest thing people want to do is to control someone like me. So I can't imagine if you're a politician. I mean, and, and I think that people use a lot of dark, dark ways to influence you. They can hold things over your head. They can use blackmail. They can, they can do a lot of different, different things. Uh, and I think that story is something that we're, OMG is going to eventually get. We, we, even if we don't fully have it yet, it's a great story to obtain and how, how the policymakers of our country are, are influenced, targeted, bought, and sold. Surge certainly indicates that they're bought and sold. Uh, but I think it gets more nefarious than that. And and um, so you'll, you'll have to stay tuned for that. Yeah, no, it absolutely gets darker than that. And, you know, the, the, the amount of money that they have at their fingertips, $20 trillion in assets really to control the world. I remember, was it last year, two years ago, when Apple was crossing the $1 trillion mark. And everybody was like, holy smokes, Apple, $1 trillion, the first worldwide company to be worth a $1 trillion. That's stunning. And yet you've got this company, BlackRock, that has $20 trillion at its fingertips to, to bend people, politicians, companies, nations, the world to its will. I mean, that's like almost incomprehensible. It's, it's it, in his words, these are staggering numbers, the, the 10 trillion GDP. But I would ask your audience to, to subscribe to O'KeefeMediaGroup.com, O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. You can support our independent journalism. I, I own it. I don't take any money from the government. Uh, these are powerful people, um, Monica, the most powerful people in the world. Uh, and I'm not afraid of that. I choose not to be afraid of that. But if you want to support our work, please, please do visit our website. You can get some behind the scenes footage. You can also get access to an upcoming series on investigative reporting. So you can go out and do this yourself. The brave, brave, independent people that have done this really are an inspiration. And I hope they inspire other people to do likewise. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's always my great pleasure. You are busy saving the country and the world. And God bless you, James. Thank you so much. God bless you. Thank you. Thanks, James. The great James O'Keefe. Again, you can find him on the web at O'KeefeMediaGroup.com. Support him and their critically important work however you can. Even if you've got tips of some wrongdoing, go and, uh, and support them. Send them tips. 
if you've got some resources to support them, please do, uh, because you know he's he's in this back and forth with Project Veritas, which was his original company that he founded. They are now suing him to stop him from doing this important work at O'Keefe Media Group. So, however you can support him, and if you want to be a foot soldier in the war for truth, they'll take you as a volunteer. You too could be an undercover cop <laughs> for the O'Keefe Media Group. Not kidding. They will take you. They will train you um, and they'll show you how to do it. And you could also be somebody who blows the lid off of a company like BlackRock or Pfizer or say Jerry Nadler in Congress or Adam Schiff. You too could be that. This is all about citizen journalism. O'KeefeMediaGroup.com on Twitter. Find them at O'Keefe Media. And James is at James O'Keefe the third on Twitter. Um, just a couple of final notes here. This whole concept of citizen journalism, this goes back to the founders, okay? So the founding fathers created this beautiful gift of a country with a bill of rights and freedoms enshrined in law in the constitution and the bill of rights. But their original concept of leadership in this country was not what we have now. Their original concept of leadership in America was meant to be citizen leaders, just like they were. And the ultimate example of this is George Washington. George Washington, he was a general, he was a military man, won the Revolutionary War. They recruited him to be president. He really didn't want it. <laughs> he didn't want the job. Now, you know, you got people like Gavin Newsom and Mrs. Clinton, like, you know, killing each other for this job. But he didn't want it. He was reluctant. He was drafted to be America's first president. And after two terms, he voluntarily stepped aside and went back to his farm in Virginia. And from that point on, he set the tradition that the president would stay eight years max and then get out and go home. And his warning at the time was, look, you stay longer, you become a monarch. You stay longer, you become a dictator. You become the very thing that we just fought a deadly war to defeat. So I'm going to set the example and get out of town. I'm going to skedaddle after eight years and go back home to my farm where I'm really happy, rather than trying to run this country, <laughs> which even then was a hot mess, right? So he really set the example. And of course, the British monarch couldn't believe it. In fact, in the musical Hamilton, King George actually sings a line, something like, uh, Washington stepped aside. I didn't know that that was something you could do. <laughs> right? Because the world was full of power-hungry tyrants and monarchs just like him. So Washington sets the example for citizen leadership. And what the founders intended for the rest of America's leaders, members of Congress, U.S. Senate, uh, even judges, members of the House, would be that these would be average citizens, country lawyers, farmers, uh, innkeepers, uh, shoe repair people, right? Cobblers, that they would go to Washington, serve their country for a couple of years, and then go back to their real life. And that kind of experience would bring 
responsibility to Washington. It would bring thoughtfulness. It would bring normalcy to our nation's governance. And how far astray have we gone, guys, where now we've got permanent Washington, a permanent administrative state, a permanent deep state, and that kind of permanency drives incredible corruption. Because when you are deeply entrenched like that, and you're there forever, and you know this is going to be your life, and your livelihood, and your mission, then you don't change, and you start taking bribes, like Joe Biden. You start selling your office. You start compromising yourself. You start selling out your country. You're certainly not representing the people. This is where we are now. And it extends also to leadership in the press. Citizen leaders in the press was something that the founding fathers also wanted. They wanted normal people reporting things, um, talking to, to, they wanted normal people reporting things. And now we've got a professional propaganda press that is not interested in the truth or holding the, the powerful accountable. They're not because they're taking money from institutions like Pfizer and BlackRock not to report the truth. And that's what makes citizen leadership in the press, in government, in corporate America, so important. This is what we need, citizen leaders. In fact, William F. Buckley once famously said something like this, I am obliged to confess, I should sooner live in a society governed by the first 2,000 names in the Boston Telephone Directory than in a society governed by the 2,000 faculty members of Harvard. And that is exactly right. This is what he is getting to, citizen leaders, citizen journalists. And that's why what James O'Keefe has done all these years and what he continues to do is so important. We need more of him. Wish I could clone him. Wish we could clone Trump. Wish we could clone all of us, right? But we can't. So we've got to support those who are out there actually doing the work. And so we appreciate whatever you can do to support James. Okay, guys, what a show, right? as all of our shows are. What a show. Thank you so much for joining me here on this Tuesday. Always great to have you on board. Appreciate you guys. Appreciate you telling all of your friends. Appreciate you checking out our great sponsors as always. And have a good start to your week. And I will see you right back here on Thursday when we'll be joined by Judge Janine Pirro with a conversation you don't want to miss. See you then. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.